What is good, fam? This is your boy, Coach Southfit, a.k.a. Salvatore Jr., and this is the SBF Fitness Podcast. If you're ready to ditch the excuses, break the scarcity mindset, and transform into the best version of yourself, then buckle up. You are in the right place. Let's freaking get it, squad. Mother Truckers, welcome back to another episode of the Shift Your Mind, Change Your Life podcast. This is your favorite online trainer in the entire world, Coach Sal. Let's get it. In today's episode, I'm breaking down a few different things um, that I have struggled with tremendously in my life, specifically binge eating. Um, Eating disorders, now, this is not the easiest topic, and I understand that. And for me, it's uh, arguably one of my biggest struggles in my life, which is why um, I feel called to talk about it. Now, I do want to kick this off again, going from the episode yesterday, and want to be very clear that I am not, hear me clearly when I say this, a dietitian or nutritionist or a doctor in any way. I am a coach, trainer, speaking from my experience. Um, and that's what I'm going to do here for you guys in this episode. Um, so if you have struggled with any type of eating disorder in any way, I'm just going to share my experience and some things that have really helped me get to the position that I'm in today. Now, um, it hasn't been the easiest journey for sure. And I'll start this off a little, uh, a <clears throat> little bit of a story for you guys because you might be new here. Right? And I understand that you probably don't know much about me. So let's uh, let's break that down a little bit. Okay. So growing up, my I'm going to take a breath because this is uh, a little challenging for me to speak about if I'm being honest. Okay. <clears throat> growing up, my mom would always tell me to kind of like slow down and, and not eat certain things. And when I think back to that, um, anytime my mom told me that I couldn't have certain foods, I wanted more of that. Like naturally, right? Like as kids growing up, when our parents tell us we don't or shouldn't do something, what do we want to do? We want to do more of that, right? And then it becomes an issue because we start to do things that maybe we shouldn't do. And for me, it was using food to cope with my emotions because you get that like instant gratification, like, right? Like you have the candy, the cookies, the chips, the ice cream, all, all those things. And it just feels good in the moment, but then you feel guilty and worse about it later on. And that's the issue that I struggled with for a very long time, specifically, like I said, binge eating with almost eating until I'm sick. Like, I don't know if anyone could resonate with that, but for a very long time, um, I would pretty much just eat and eat and eat until I felt genuinely sick because I liked the way it made me feel like that sensation of being like extremely full and satiated. I enjoyed that still to this day. So I want to be very clear here. Like this is not something that has just like gone away from me. I still Uh, you know, feel like it happens from time to time. I'm not perfect. I don't have all the answers. I make mistakes, but I've come a long, long, long way from where I used to be. And um, throughout that time, like, like I said, during my earlier years, um, when I was like a teen and growing up, I didn't understand nutrition. And I didn't understand how badly all these habits were affecting me. And ultimately, I'm not sure if you guys are aware of this, but when I was 17, I had kidney stones because of my eating disorder. I struggled with binge eating and it was an issue for a long time for me because my mom continuously told me that I couldn't have certain things. So what did I do? I had it anyway. And here's the twisted part about it is that I used to hide the wrappers from all those candy bars in the 
garbage inside of my bathroom and I would like use it's man, it's crazy when I think back to that. I would go into the garbage can and try to like hide the wrappers. So I would stick my hand in the garbage can and try to hide the wrappers of the foods that I was not trying to have my mom see, right? So she told me, don't have those certain things. I would sneak behind her back, go get the candy bars, whatever the hell it was, go into the bathroom, like shovel it into my face and then hide the wrappers. Because in my head, I, when I was thinking of what she was saying, I was like, well, I'm gonna do it anyway. Like, sorry, I don't, sorry, mom, I'm gonna do it anyway. And then the guilt, like the satisfaction of it originally was really good in the moment. Like you think about sitting there and having a bunch of Reese's cups, like you feel good. But then after the guilt and shame was so brutal, especially when you get caught, right? Like there's that saying that you feel like shit when you get your hand caught in the cookie jar, but it was, it was like, we could joke about it, but that's what it was for me. And it wasn't, it wasn't um, a good feeling, not only experiencing the guilt and shame that all those foods made me feel after and the weight that it ended up putting on for me and the kidney stones that I battled and all of that. Right. But it also wasn't a good feeling having those difficult, difficult conversations with my mom and my parents about being reprimanded for doing those things. Right. Like as a, as a kid being reprimanded by your parents, like it doesn't feel good. Right. I'm sure you guys could probably relate to that. Is this making sense so far? If it is, let me know. I'm going to take my stream. People are resonating and I'm super thankful for that. And like, honestly, when I was uh, thinking about doing this topic today, I almost contemplated not doing it because it is challenging for me to speak about. But also, like, I pride myself on trying to help other people. Right. Because I'm a coach for those who know me a bit. Like, I genuinely care about helping other people. And it would be a disservice for people like you for me to not speak about that. And that and that's how I view that. Right. But again, going back to that story, you know, I continuously did all those things, made all those mistakes, which led to the eating disorder, which led to the kidney stones being overweight. And then what's comical, too. And like <clears throat> you could ask my friends that I grew up with, like a lot of uh, Angela sent you here. Dude, thank you. I love my brother. Um. What was I going to say? But I grew up and a lot of my friends used to call me fat Sal. And like you could ask anybody I grew up and grew up with and I've healed from it now. So like I don't really see much of an issue with it anymore. But when I reflect back on it, it uh, is something that I feel like definitely traumatized me a little bit in the sense of like think about like you go through your life. Right. And you're showing up day to day every single day, whether that's in school, on the weekends, going these places, and every single person doesn't greet you as your name, they greet you as Fat Sal. Like, that's what I was known as for a bit. And it was, uh, it was kind of comical, not at the time, but like, I ran with it anyway. And I share that because it was uh, something that was like, really ingrained in my identity for a long period of time. And it was difficult for me to see myself in another light. Like, I think, when I think back to those times in my life, like, I didn't know any different, you know, like it was, I didn't believe that this version of myself was possible. And that's why I record these episodes and I do these live streams because I genuinely feel that if I have been capable to be able to do this work to get to the other side and make a lot of improvements, then I feel that anyone is really capable of doing the same thing. And I share the story about the whole Fat Sal situation because just because maybe you feel like you're in a, a certain headspace or a certain situation right now doesn't mean that that can't change, right? And I think there's a lot of power in recognizing that you can change and you can start to take different actions. And it's a beautiful thing. It really is. So I just want to just highlight that for a moment <clears throat> because it is not an easy thing to speak about, to open up about, to talk about. But um, 
that's why I love coaching. And I feel like I'm repeating myself a little bit, but that's why I love our community. The, the Zoom calls that we do, we actually have tomorrow our uh, coaches Q&A panel, which I'm super pumped for. So basically our clients come in for an hour, not to pivot the topic, but I just had this thought that I wanted to share with you guys. And I think it's super cool because recently the coaches uh, and I and the community have been making a lot of improvements in the sense of bringing in different calls and trying different things. And so for tomorrow, we actually have uh, another coaches panel. It's basically like a open Zoom call for about an hour where our clients come in and access detailed questions. And then we just go like really in depth on some topics as opposed to just like surface level because I only have so much time, right? So normally these episodes are like 10, 15 minutes, but coaching calls for us, we have like two to three every week. Excuse me. And each one of those calls range from anywhere to 30, 40 minutes to an hour, you know, and it's just uh, something that is really incredible that I truly, truly enjoy. <clears throat> but this is the thing. I am now 26. I'm going to be 27 in a few months. And if you were going to tell me like, let's say five, eight years ago that I'd be in this position, I would say you're crazy. I wouldn't believe you, to be honest with you. Why wouldn't I believe you? Because for so much of my life, I thought I was this type of person and I thought I was stuck and I couldn't make the change. But we just need to start, what, looking at things differently, asking questions, being curious. I think if you guys take nothing else from this episode, please just understand that being naturally curious and asking questions and looking for external guidance, regardless of who that's coming from or where it's coming from, just the effort of not accepting that you're stuck and that you're that type of person is what it takes. That's what true growth is in my eyes, is just being willing to have the faith and find the courage to get outside of your comfort zone and try to work on yourself because most people don't, right? Most people don't and most people stay stuck. Most people, what? Point the finger, blame the circumstances and we don't want that. That's not what we're trying to do here, which is why if you're listening to this podcast, I just want to say I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I value your time and in if you've gotten anything from these episodes, just recognize that you are more than powerful, more than capable of doing all the things that you want for yourself. We just have to continuously fight back. Now, there's a couple lessons that I wanted to get into because this is a, a bit of a rant here. <laughs> and I do apologize. But like I said, it's uh, all kinds of thoughts popping into my head with this episode. So I'm trying my best here to be as concise as I possibly can. You guys the lessons right because the title of this is binge eating right how to conquer eating disorders and i told you guys i'm not a nutritionist doctor or a dietitian but like i said you know this has been one of my biggest struggles and i talked about in this episode about how growing up my mom told me that i couldn't eat all these different things and i did it anyway and i hit it and it became like this really vicious cycle um and i don't know there's a lot more to that i'm giving you the brief cliff notes uh, of my life, essentially. I told you it's something that I struggled with for pretty much like 10, 12 years in 30 seconds, you know? So there's a lot more to that, but for the sake of time, that's the brief overview, you know? And when I look back on that during those times, again, like I never thought this type of change would be possible for myself. And I just really want to encourage you to focus on a few things here that are really going to help you. So let's get into the tangible stuff here, okay? Um, breaking free of binge eating or any type of eating disorder cycles, you just, we have to try and break the patterns. So with the patterns, I would say the number one most important thing that really helped me is not skipping breakfast. Now I made a reel about this the other day where people are putting fasting on a pedestal. Again, from my experience, I just don't like it because I like to eat food and it makes me feel good. You know, like, yeah, maybe you can make the argument that 
you feel really sharp and focused when you're doing the fasting. But at the end of the day, it is all subjective because it comes down to what you're trying to achieve, right? Like if your goal is to lose weight, we need to be in a calorie deficit. So the timing of that is kind of irrelevant. People put fasting like up there because it's time restricted eating. Because if you restrict the window that you're eating, you'll still be in a calorie deficit. We don't have to go around and spin our wheels and make things more complicated, right? And personally, I believe that one of the biggest things, like I said, is not skipping breakfast because you have to get nutrients into your bloodstream, right? Like I always make the analogy, you can't drive a car without gas. You can't use your phone without charging it. So how can we expect our body to be the same way? Logically, it doesn't make sense. So why do we continue to do that? It's a great question. I don't know. Uh, second point, prioritizing protein with every single meal. Now, when I say prioritize protein, I mean legitimately eating it first. So when you look down at your plate, the first thing that you grab is the piece of chicken or the shrimp, whatever protein source you're having at that meal, you eat that first over the carbs and the fats. Genuinely, I'm talking about actually picking that up first. So if you're going to make a list of what foods you're chewing, you chew the protein first. Right, let me break that down because protein is the most satiating macro meaning it's going to keep you the fullest for the longest amount of time. So if you sit down to have a meal and you have the potatoes first, then you have the fat source, and then you try to eat the protein, by the time you get to the protein, you'll be full. And because you're full, you'll be short on your protein intake, which is going to what? Make it more challenging for you to lose the weight and build the muscle because you're not getting a sufficient amount per day. Ideally, we should be having roughly about one gram per pound of body weight every single day. Now that sounds like a lot, but what's more challenging than that is hating the way that you feel every single day. Notice my change in energy. And, I, and like I said, that earlier subject was really difficult for me to talk about. And I'm really, I'm just glad I didn't break down in tears, man. So I hope you guys could get some value from this. Um, but yeah, these are a few tips that have really helped me. Next one, uh, number three, this one really stands out to me as well, is not using the word diet. If you're a friend of mine, you know I'm pretty against that word um, because I feel like it puts like a negative spin on it. You know, because in my eyes, whenever I have crazy restrictions, ultimately it leads to binging and binging is not what we want because the guilt and shame and all that other shit that comes with it out there doesn't feel good. And I know for me, when I did my contest prep, I was so on point for like a solid four or five months. And I remember the night of my show, my coach was like, all right, you can have whatever you want for the next two days. And I ate so much. My jaw was literally sore and I was 185 on stage. And then literally a day later, I put on like 15 to 16 pounds in one day. Now, most of that was water weight, right? And I understand that, but it was still crazy to hop on a scale and see that. And I share that because when I think back to that, I had that insane binging cycle because I was restricting myself for four to five months. Now, I'm not saying that competition prep is a healthy thing. Again, it's not for everybody. And if you're going to do that, please do your research, hire a coach and do it the right way. Because without that, it can be pretty dangerous pretty fast because you're manipulating your body, your hormones and your nutrition in an uh, extremely different fashion than you're most likely used to. So that's what I would say on that. And then uh, the next piece to that is the 80-20 rule, basically stating that 80% of your foods shouldn't come from natural sources, things that aren't in packages, things that you can't get on the shelves, right? Things that go bad in the fridge after a few days, like your fruits and vegetables, things that your parents always said to eat when we were growing up, but we just don't listen, right? But those things are absolutely critical key, uh, making sure that you're getting those foods because usually they're lower in calories. And that ties into the next point here, uh, limiting processed foods. I'll say that again, limiting processed foods. Um, because why? 
Things like those lean cuisine, those frozen meals are usually way higher in calories, sodium, preservatives, all this other shit that are doing you no good. And then what happens is you have those meals like the frozen pizzas that are super high in calorie and then you don't feel full. Why? Because they're usually super low in protein. And like I said earlier, when foods and your meals are super low in protein, you don't get full. And when you're not full, what do you want to do? You want to have more food. And then you have more food. You're not in a calorie deficit. You can't lose weight, which comes back to the sources. One of the questions that I get asked from my clients all the time is like, well, why am I struggling to hit my macros? It's because of the food sources. If we just follow the plan, right, you will get results. We could, we could sit here all day and come up with all these different things and tactics and strategies and yada, yada. But at the end of the day, there's a framework that works. We just have to use it and we have to be consistent and strategic with that. And that's really all it is. And like I said, you know, sticking to more natural sources are going to not only be lower in calorie, it's going to be better on your gut health, digestion, reducing cravings, all those things. And I think the last point that I really wanted to touch on this is getting rid of sugar. Now, this one um, might like confuse people because you're like, well, how, how could I get rid of sugar if I want to have fruits? Now, the thing is sugar is a natural thing when it comes from natural sources, right? But if you're having a bunch of candy and all this other shit, it's probably not doing you any good. I personally had a extremely hard time with sugar for a very long time. And there's actually been studies that I've read that show that sugar triggers almost the same amount of dopamine as some hard drugs like cocaine and heroin. So if you think about that for a second, that's why people have such a hard time getting off of sugar because it is literally almost the same level of addictive chemicals that go off in your brain when using drugs. And it's crazy to think about. Now you could go look into that yourself and fact check it. It's something that I've experienced personally because I used to have bags and bags and bags of candy and be sitting on the couch and doing all these things, man, that just were not serving me in any way. But I couldn't break free from it because it became habitual. And it was all these things that I was just doing over and over and over again. And it was tough. So to recap this episode, I know this one's a bit lengthy. And uh, again, my energy shift is cool. I just recognize that as well. And this is the thing, man, is like, I'm not perfect. And if you guys have followed me for a little bit, you've been on this podcast for a bit, you recognize that. And I hope that inspires you in some way to just go after your dreams and, and pursue the things that you want. Because like I said, three, four years ago, I did not think I would be in this position today, man. I'm super blessed. But the only way that's happened is by continuously taking uncomfortable, messy action outside of my comfort zone. Have faith in yourself, push yourself and show up regardless of how you feel. So to recap this episode, struggling with binge eating or any type of disorder, from my experience, this is something that has really helped me. Again, I am not a nutritionist or a doctor in any way, but not skipping breakfast will help you with that because we got to get that nutrients, get those nutrients, excuse me, in the bloodstream. Like I said earlier, that's going to really help you Again, prioritizing protein with every single meal, legitimately eating it first. I'm not kidding with that. Try it out and come back to me. I'm telling you to make a difference. Again, three, not using the word diet. I hate it. I'm not saying that like we're not going to change every food types, right? Because our clients know that that is definitely probably the most important piece to all that is changing up the food types. But again, using that 80 to 20 rule and trying to find that balance is critical. Um, fourth point, limiting processed foods, cutting back on the freezer stuff, things that are sitting on those shelves for a long time. Because again, those frozen pizzas, man, the super high in calorie preservatives, sodium, sugar, all these things that are negatively impacting your gut health and your digestion, making it way more challenging to lose weight. And then the last point, number five, getting rid of the sugar. Sugar is like a drug. It'll get you hooked and it's difficult to get off of. So 
That's all I got here for you guys today. I hope you got some value from this episode. Um, apologize if there was a little bit of uh, an emotional roller coaster there. Uh, like I said, this was a difficult topic for me to speak about. And I didn't cry, so that's freaking cool, man. I thought I was going to cry, and I didn't. I tried really hard not to. Normally, I would let myself feel my emotions, but for some reason, I just didn't feel like crying today, so I didn't. Um, but just recognize you are not doomed, and I hope you got something from this episode. If you did, please let us know. Leave me a review. I would really appreciate it. Regardless, I hope you guys have the best day of your entire lives. We'll see you in the next episode. Peace, love, and protein. Let's freaking... Thank you guys so much for listening. If you got value from today's episode and you want to work closely with me and my team, head on over to my Instagram at SalFitTorio. That's S-A-L-F-I-T-T-O-R-I-O and message me the word ready and we could have a chat about whether or not I could help you reach your fitness goals. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate you and I hope you have the best day of your entire life. Talk to you guys soon. Peace.